Hello, and welcome to Celebrities on the Move, where we try and figure out what kind of global mobility and immigration regulations allow celebrities to travel all around the world. My name is Shai Dayan. I am an immigration attorney with Vialto Partners in Los Angeles, California. And joining me, she's also an immigration attorney with Vialto Partners. She's in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, and she's perfecting her red carpet look. It's my co-host, Rekha Simpson. Good morning, Shai. Are you ready for the red carpet? No. I actually wanted to dress up for our um, podcast. I wanted to be a bit more glam. But you are. You're wearing your you're wearing your best dress. <laughs> the listeners don't know, so we could say whatever we want. I'm in a tuxedo. You're you're in like a full ball gown. <laughs> they don't know. I wish I've got food in my hair and down my clothes and feeding the kids. <laughs> oh please, Rekka, you're too give me a break. Um it's a word season, Rekka. I know. I was so excited. We've had the Golden Globes, we've had the Emmys, we've had the Baftas, Baftas. The, the Grammys took place, and in just a few weeks, we've got the Oscars, like all the awards shows all at one time. How do you feel about that? I know that you won an award. You would love to have an award yourself. I would. I had to Google when the Oscars are, the 11th of March, and it's really early my time, so I think I'm going to miss it, but I used to know when all of this stuff was. I used to follow uh-huh. award season, and then life happened. Um, and I would always look at the win- <laughs> yeah, I, I'd always look at the winners and the gowns. I remember Julia Roberts winning her Oscar for Erin Brockovich in two thousand and one. I was mesmerized. I absolutely loved what she wore. Are you a big movie fan? Do you like the movies, the films? I do, but you know, you know me now. I know. <laughs> like I know. I I don't go to the cinema as much. I I watch movies half the half the way through or it takes me you know a good few weeks to, to finish I, I wish I was a more avid movie um, goer well you're the more advanced than the rest of us all it takes you is to see a movie for 20 minutes and you know if it's good or not you don't have to see the whole thing so that's pretty pretty cool that's true I, I uh, I've always loved the movies I'm a big fan of the movies I like the artistic aspect of it I like the social aspect of it going to the movies seeing movies in the theater COVID was difficult because you couldn't go to the movie theaters and um, now that I live in Los Angeles, where the movies and the and television is all around me, it's made more of an impact in my life because you meet people all the time who are in the industry. So I'm a big movie fan. And yeah, being in Los Angeles helps that a lot. So Shai, how close are you going to be to all of the action in LA? Well, I'm on the, the east side of town, the hip, cool part of town. And uh, the Oscars are going to be in Hollywood. So I would say if there's no traffic, which is uh, quite a stretch... I could get there in 20, 25 minutes. So, you know, like Oscars, hit me up if you need me. I'll be there to cover it. Who do you want to bump into? Everybody. <laughs> me too. And, and I, think they'd all, I think they'd all like to bump into me. <laughs> You'd be the star. <laughs> um, no, I really, would, I really would like to bump into our um, feature today, which we're, which yes. we're going to get into. Because we're going back to movie stars today. I don't know if he likes to think of himself as a movie star, but he is a movie star for sure. He is. He's probably one of the most humble, isn't he? But yeah, before we get there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into all of that. But before we get there, Rekka has to remind everybody what it is that we do here, because we just don't have chit chat about the movies in Hollywood, which we'd love to do, but we have more of an agenda than that. So Rekka, would you remind everybody what Celebrities on the Move is? I would love to. So Celebrities on the Move is all about making global mobility and immigration fun and relatable. Every episode will focus on a well-known celebrity or public figure within industries, including but not limited to entertainment, sports, music, fashion, politics, royalty and business. 
The featured celebrity or public figure will be somebody living, working or traveling to a country that they're not a national of. We will explore what type of immigration and visa programs would allow the celebrity or public figure to carry out their affairs in the particular country in which they are traveling to and conducting their business in. That's exactly what we do. We're all about making global mobility, making immigration law really fun, really relatable. I think and I hope we're doing a great job at that. And I thank all the listeners uh, who keep coming back to listen to more. Really important just to emphasize this is that we do not actually represent the celebrity that we will be discussing today. We are only speculating about their global mobility status pursuant to publicly available information about them. As another reminder, please download and subscribe to the podcast. We're available on all the major streaming platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, uh, leave us some comments. We would love that. Uh, we're getting really, really close to 1,000 followers on Instagram. I know, that's exciting. Yeah, you out there listening, you could be the 1,000th follower if you're not already following. So please uh, give us a follow on at Vialto Partners so you can see everything that's going on with us, with the podcast, and just with Vialto in general. And uh, if you want to reach out to us directly, we have a nifty email address. It's uh, celebritiesonthemove at vialto.com. Uh, Rekka, what do you want? What do you want to hear from the from the listeners? What celebrities you would like to hear about? I think that's what we really want to know. Um, we've got a great lineup of um, sports people and uh, people in film and television over the next several months. But yeah, send us your ideas. We'd love to. We'd love to hear about them. Yeah, this we want this podcast to be interactive. So we would love to hear from you. And if you have some great ideas, which I know many of you do, let us know, and we can uh, try to do an episode on a celebrity of your choice and we might even give you a shout out on the on the podcast for recommending the celebrity that's a really good idea yeah if you're happy for us to give you a shout out we absolutely will (laughs) so everybody today we're going to be focusing our discussion on a real superstar Uh, he is the 2024 golden globe and bafta winner for best actor for his performance in oppenheimer He is the 2024 Academy Award nominee for Best Actor for the same role in Oppenheimer. We are going to be talking about Killian Murphy. So, Rekka, Killian's all over the news because of this great performance he gave us last uh, year in Oppenheimer. But um, why don't you catch the listeners up on uh, who Killian Murphy is? Yeah, it was so interesting reading up about him, actually. And he, uh, well, you and I have been watching um, videos and interviews about him. And I, I actually watched his Golden Globe acceptance speech. One of the best, by the way. He was very composed, very likable. And you just can't believe that, you know, this global film star, this movie star is so down to earth. So, yeah, really excited to be talking about him today. So here goes. So Killian Murphy was born um, in May 1976 in Cork, Ireland. He was initially drawn to law, so that interested Shy and I. And his journey to stardom took a turn when his passion for acting led to him to pursue a career on the stage and screen. Murphy gained international acclaim for his role in 28 Days Later, released in 2002, fabulous film, um, captivating audiences with his portrayal of Jim in the post apocalyptic world his american accent when auditioning for batman begins released in 2005 was so convincing that the casting directors had no clue that he was really from ireland which is so interesting murphy's talents extend beyond acting he is also a skilled musician he's proficient um, in playing the guitar 
and collaborating with well-known artists. He's also an advocate for mental health awareness. He uses his platform to promote an understanding and empathy, highlighting the importance of mental well-being. Other interesting facts are he's a devoted supporter of Liverpool Football Club and he actively engages in showcasing his passion for the team. Murphy's portrayal of Tom Shelby in Peaky Blinders garnered widespread acclaim and a dedicated fan base. And as of 2024, he has appeared in three films that were nominated for the Best Picture Oscar, Inception, Dunkirk and Oppenheimer. He still lives in Ireland. He's incredibly private um, and he lives with his wife and two boys. Thank you, Rekha, for that biography. I really am a big fan of Killian Murphy, but I think you left out one really important thing in the biography of Killian Murphy. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Go on. Those those beautiful, beautiful blue eyes, Rekha. <laughs> I know. I think it is, his, it, it, you know, his eyes draw you in, don't they? As well as his expression is fantastic. If, if um, I had I eyes like that, I would just constantly just go up to people and just stare at people all day long. Just like go up to them and stare at them and see what the reaction would be. <laughs> But on a serious note, he seems like such a down-to-earth, such a cool guy. He's a celebrity, but he's so low-key and he's so down-to-earth. He lives, you know, in Ireland. He, he's, he's avoided the glamorous lifestyle. He stays out of the headlines. And he seems very intelligent also. I, I first, you know, became familiar with Killian from his work with Christopher Nolan. I think the first movie that I saw with him was Batman Begins. And he played this this Dr. Crane character, who also was the Scarecrow. Yes. And he gave such a good performance as a comic book character, but he made it so believable and so realistic. And he's had a kind of a love affair with Christopher Nolan. I think he's been in six films with Christopher Nolan. I loved him in, in Inception. Dunkirk, he was amazing. He didn't have a big role in Dunkirk, but he played a traumatized soldier that they find in the water. And he and it was so believable. And to see the PTSD of a soldier during World War II was incredible. And in Peaky Blinders, I mean, he's just so captivating. He plays the anti-hero, much in the in the same vein as like a Tony Soprano or a Walter White or Don Draper. And I think he's a great actor, and I'm really happy for his success and that people now are taking note of him because of uh, Oppenheimer. So that's me gushing about Killian Murphy. <laughs> Sounds like I have a crush on him on his eyes. But Rekha, why don't you take it away? What what do you what do you want to say about Killian that we've haven't already said? Well, first of all, we won't talk about whether I've um watched Peaky Blinders but um, I also loved him as the Scarecrow in Batman I thought he was chilling he's um, such a convincing actor but um, yeah I think it is the eyes as well as beautiful as they are he can come across as pretty uh, pretty terrifying and I also loved Inception and Dunkirk I think he's such a versatile actor but as for Oppenheimer my story is a bit like the story as you know that I have with getting around to watching the last Mission Impossible movie which I have uh, watched now. <laughs> I have watched most of Oppenheimer, that's all I'm saying, but he is such an incredible actor. I think you feel his emotion and, you know, obviously we're going back to his eyes, but um, I have a good quote for you. Matt Damon said when he was um, filming, it's a real problem when you're doing scene work with Killian. Sometimes you just find yourself swimming in his eyes. Perfectly said, Matt Damon. Spot on. <laughs> Spot on. I feel like that needs to be one day long time from now, very long time from now, Killian Murphy's gravestone, because <laughs> that's just the truth. So now let's transition and let's talk about um, how immigration relates to Killian Murphy. So just remember, we don't represent Killian Murphy. We are only speculating about his U.S. visa status pursuant to publicly available information about him. 
Rekha, you had some questions about Killian, yes? When it comes to his visa status in the US. I do, yes, because the immigration is as important. <laughs> so we all know that it's, you know, movie award season in the US. Killian has been stateside attending all the awards ceremonies and he won Best Actor at the Golden Globes in January. So if you haven't seen his acceptance speech, honestly, I, I really um, encourage everyone to. It's short, but it's sweet. He is nominated for Best Actor at the Academy Awards, which will be held in uh, LA um, on the 11th of March. So as an Irish national, first question for you, Shai, how can Killian legally travel to the US for award season? So let's start here. You know, over Killian's career, he's traveled to the U.S. many times to work on films, to act, to promote his films. I mean, he's doing that right now. I have done some research about Killian, and I have found no evidence of him ever holding a U.S. green card, ever having U.S. citizenship. So it appears that Killian's only nationality is Irish. That means that in order to come to the United States, he needs a U.S. visa. So that's where we have to start with Killian. Okay, so what type of visa status then would we consider for him? Yeah, so we're going to be looking today at what kind of visa status Killian um, has in order to attend all these awards shows in the United States. We're not talking about his acting or being on movie sets in the United States. We're talking about attending awards shows, right? So for something like attending movie awards and doing the press for the awards, I would start with the B visitor visa and another, yes, another letter uh, Rekha, another <laughs> visa with a letter. And when it comes to the B visitor visa, we have two varieties. We have the B1 business visitor visa, and then we also have the B2 tourist visa. It probably isn't, but is it as simple as one is for business and one is for tourism? Sure. I mean, if you want to boil it down to that, yes, <laughs> but let's. there's a little bit more nuance into that, and I would be happy to get into the nuance. So the B1 business visitor is meant for things like attending business meetings, meetings with work colleagues, consulting with business associates, attending professional conventions and conferences, attending professional short-term training, negotiating contracts, and similar activities to that. The B2 tourist visa is for vacationing. Uh, it could be for visiting friends and relatives. It could even be for getting medical treatment. You could use it for participating in social events, enrolling in short-term recreational courses of study, those are courses of study that are not for credit towards a degree. So like if you're on vacation and you're at a hotel and they have a cooking class, you could take a cooking class. So yeah, B2 tourist visa is really for vacationing and vacation adjacent activities. Yeah, so they are quite distinct. You know, you've got these definitions obviously around the B1 and B2, but I imagine we're going to be looking at the B1 for Killian to attend the ward show. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking that the B-1 business visitor visa is going to be uh, the visa of choice for Killian. Um, attending awards shows such as the Golden Globes and the Oscars, that kind of thing is not explicitly defined as one of the activities under the B-1 business visitor visa. But I'm going to argue, because I'm a lawyer and that's what I do, I argue all day long, <laughs> I'm going to argue you know, that attending awards shows is analogous to attending professional conventions and conferences, right? So if Killian came to me, which Killian, please come to me, I would advise him to, <laughs> or me. you know, that he needs, yeah, Rekka too, both of us together, we do this in tandem. I would recommend that, you know, he comes to the United States with the B1 business visitor visa for award season. 
And I, I'm going to bet, you know, that that's exactly what visa status he's in right now as he's on the ground in the United States. Okay, so let's get into this a bit more. How does one go about applying for the B1 business visitor visa status? It's a good question. Just like with a lot of visas in the United States, it could depend upon what country the applicant is a national of, right? So many applicants, they are going to have to apply for a visa at a U.S. embassy or consulate outside the U.S. But when it comes to this B visitor visa category, there are certain nationalities that can take advantage of what's known as the visa waiver program. Okay, so the visa waiver program, it enables most citizens or nationals of participating countries to travel to the U.S. for tourism or business for stays of 90 days or less without actually obtaining a visa in your passport. Interesting. And, you know, as you're talking, it's clear that there are just very sort of common principles across right. different jurisdictions, different continents when it comes to, you know, visa waiver versus getting a pre-range visa. But with Killian being an Irish national, are Irish nationals eligible for the visa waiver program? Yeah, I've, I've got really great news for Killian. The news is, is that Ireland is one of the visa waiver program countries. And and Rekha, you're right. You know, I, I feel like in our discussions that we've had over the last several months, I've heard this visa waiver a few different times when talking about different jurisdictions. So although we're talking about U.S. immigration law today, it's really interesting how these principles, they transcend countries and they can apply to different jurisdictions. Yeah, definitely. For the U.S., obviously, for these purposes, we're very interested today to understand how it will work. So if you are a national of a visa waiver program country, would you, I think I know what you're going to say actually but do you just show up at the airport in the US and say please let me in as a tourist or as a business visitor because I am a national of a visa waiver program country even Killian with those eyes staring at a <laughs> customs officer couldn't couldn't do that right you can't do that not even celebrities like Killian can do that you can't just show up so there's a crucial step to take so for those who qualify for the visa waiver program the first thing you have to do is to apply for authorization through what's known as the Electronic System for Travel Authorization, or ESTA for short. So we're going to call it ESTA. Now, ESTA is a web-based system operated by U.S. Customs and Border Protection to determine eligibility for travel under the Visa Waiver Program to the U.S. for either tourism or for business. Yeah, so, you know, and there will be other countries that are perhaps similar in, in having an ESTA program, but it is a step that is an additional step, isn't it, to just being able to get on the plane and, and show up at the border. So how far in advance should someone apply for an ESTA? It's a good question. You know, the U.S. Department of State, they recommend that ESTA applications are submitted at least 72 hours prior to travel. But, you know, as I always do, I would recommend to do it sooner than that if possible. It's always good to plan in advance, but sometimes there's last minute trips that come up. Um, and one doesn't even need to have travel plans uh, booked in order to apply for ESTA, travel authorization. So, for instance, if Killian knew that he wanted to come to the United States in the future but didn't know exactly when, he could apply for ESTA in advance and it, it, he doesn't have to have specific travel plans. And are there any limits, you know, time limits or durations involved? Yes. So the first thing you have to know is that ESTA travel authorization is valid for two years from the date of authorization or until your passport expires, whichever comes first. Also, ESTA authorization is generally valid for multiple trips over the two-year period. So for Killian, if he came to the United States for the Golden Globes in January 
and then wanted to go home to Ireland, or he went back to the UK to you know appear for the BAFTAs and then come back to the US later for the Oscars, he could do that. So ESTA is good for two years and for multiple trips into the United States. So nice and flexible. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty flexible. Yeah. If Killian comes to the US with an ESTA travel authorization as a business visitor, he wouldn't be able to stay in the US for two years, right? Exactly. Business visitors under the Visa Waiver Program, they cannot stay in the United States for more than 90 calendar days at a time. So even though the ESTA travel authorization is good for two years, you can't stay in the United States for more than 90 days at a time. And and also, very important, um, those who come in via ESTA, via the Visa Waiver Program, once they're in the United States, they cannot apply to change to another U.S. visa status when they are in the U.S. They cannot do that. So let's say while Killian is in the U.S. as a business visitor under the Visa Waiver Program and he wants to act in a movie shooting in the U.S. because, you know, he's very popular now and act in the television show or he wants to act in a play, could he do that? Yeah, so Killian's done all those things. Um, he's been in movies, he's been in plays, he's been in television shows, and it's a good question. But the answer here is no. Business visitors, they cannot work in the U.S. That's really important. This means they cannot get paid by U.S. employer for services rendered in the U.S. And acting in a movie, a television show, or in a play, that would be considered work and therefore cannot be carried out in the U.S. during a business visitor trip. So... He wants to act in a movie, let's say, yeah, television show, play. How would he then go about doing that? So the first thing is he would have to depart the United States. So like if he was in the United States with the ESTA visa waiver program, he would be able to like meet with producers or meet with directors and talk about a future project. But if he agreed to participate in that future project, he would have to depart the United States and then a U.S. employer, likely the production company, or maybe even his agent in the U.S., they would have to sponsor him for the appropriate work visa. What visa categories come to mind for that? You're going to give me another letter of the alphabet? On oh, I've got, I've got better than that. I've got a letter and a number. I'm thinking the O-1 Extraordinary Ability Visa would likely be the option for Killian to take on an acting job in the U.S., so the O-1 Extraordinary Ability Visa, which I mean, we've, we've definitely touched on before. I think in our Lionel Messi episode, we talked about O-1. Yes. It can apply to actors as well. Um, it's a non-immigrant visa, meaning it's only for temporary period of time. So Killian could, you know, get approved for an O-1 uh, non-immigrant visa and come to the United States, work on a project and do that legally. But let's say, you know, Killian loved being in the U.S. so much and wanted to reside here permanently, which I don't think he wants to do based upon everything we know about Killian. I don't think the Hollywood lifestyle is for him. It's not for him, is um, it? I mean, maybe if we hung out, him and I, I can show him around and he would appreciate <laughs> it. But we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. But there are green card options for Killian in the extraordinary ability category. Knowing what we know about Killian, even though I think the quiet Irish lifestyle is the lifestyle he's looking for, if he does want to spend significantly more time in the United States with me, with the other, you know, um, Hollywood elite, he can. And there are extraordinary ability visa options for him. Killian's a very accomplished actor. He's very well known. And I think that much like in our Lionel Messi episode in the past, getting um, an extraordinary ability visa for him would be quite straightforward. Yeah, I mean, he's got awards under his belt now, hasn't he? He's, he's not going to have a yeah. real difficulty. I, I love the fact that there are many options for Killian. 
to come and visit you. Yeah, totally. And, um, you know, Killian, if you're listening to this episode, hit me up, get in touch with my people. I'd love to show you around. Um, but the, I think the, the big takeaway here is that we're talking about, you know, what kind of visa Killian has for award season. And um, I'm going to go with um, he's here under the visa waiver program. He got us the authorization and he's here as a business visitor, meaning he can um, go to the awards, win the awards, do the press. And then um, after that's over with, he can go back to Ireland and live the quiet lifestyle until Christopher Nolan says, hey, Killian, I've got another movie for you to do. And he'll say yes, because he actually um, said yes to Oppenheimer, didn't he, before he read the script? Yes, really cool. he, he totally did. I mean, he's got a great track record with Christopher Nolan, so I'm kind of not yeah. surprised about that. Good you, Um Yeah. So, uh, Rekha, you've been to the United States on, on the Visa Waiver Program, right? I have. Right. How did that go ago. for you? How did that go for you? <laughs> It was very straightforward. There um, you go. Yeah, I went to a I went to a conference and um, no no problems at all. It was very yeah very easy. So there you go. It works for celebrities. It works, it works for Rekha Simpson. Celebs. Yeah, <laughs> it works. It works. If you really have business visitor intentions, it works. Absolutely. That's Killian Murphy for you, everybody. I hope we've um, enlightened you onto how he possibly is in the United States and could stay here longer if he wanted to. Thank you, Shai. It was really very insightful, as always. Oh, thank you, Rekha. It was a pleasure to talk to you about Killian Murphy. Just remember, everybody, if you like what you're hearing, if you like the banter, if you like our discussions, tell a friend. Subscribe yourself. Oh, tell spread a, the word. Spread the word. Absolutely. Spread the word. Um, we're gaining more followers. We're gaining more listeners. And we're really, really appreciative of everybody who tunes in and tells us that they're enjoying the podcast. So thank you very much. We are almost at 1,000 followers on Instagram. You listening right now, you could be the 1,000th follower yourself. So please follow us. We are at the Alto Partners on Instagram. Reach out to us directly. Tell us what episodes you want to hear in the future. And speaking about episodes of the future... Rekha, we've had um, a negotiation to do this episode. So you want to tell everybody who we're going to be talking about in March? Yes. I'm very excited about this one as well. Me too. He's an iconic musician, music producer, and fashion designer. And I love fashion, so I might dress up for the next one. Pharrell Williams has been traveling to France to work as creative director for the men's line of an iconic French fashion house. So I think this is going to be very interesting because of his involvement in work-related activities so we'll have a guest won't we yeah Pharrell's American and he has been traveling to Paris uh, routinely to work for this iconic fashion house and he's going to need a visa for that Pharrell is an icon you know as far as music production is concerned he, in the early 2000s he was responsible for so much of the hip-hop and pop music that was out there uh, everybody from you know uh, Justin Timberlake to Snoop Dogg to um, everybody. I mean, if there was a popular hip-hop song in the early 2000s, he was probably behind it. And uh, now he's a fashion designer. So can't wait to talk about Pharrell. I've seen him play uh, live in the early 2000s. That was cool. So Rekha, we're going to have a fun conversation next month, aren't we? We are. Definitely going to enjoy researching a bit more about Pharrell. Yeah. So we're going to have very, very different type of conversation next month. Um, and yeah, can't wait for you guys to join us. We have said 
by the way, that we will organize for a photo of us to go <laughs> to go on Instagram. We will do that. We will do, we will that. do that. That has to happen. That, I feel like once we do that, the followership of Instagram is going to skyrocket. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Rekha, it was, as always, it was a pleasure talking to you. And I'll see you for our Paris discussion next month. Yeah, à Paris. Oui, oui. <laughs> Au revoir. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Au revoir. For more information, please visit us at www.vialto.com. Vialto Partners and Vialto refers to the subsidiaries of CD&R, Galaxy UK Opco Limited, as well as the other members of the Vialto Partners Global Network. The information contained in this podcast is for general guidance on matters of interest only. Vialto is not responsible for any errors or omissions, or for the results obtained from use of this information.